The MK Mental Health Hour with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support in partnership with Thomas Connolly Estate Agents and MKFM. Just gone seven o'clock on your Sunday evening across Milton Keynes. Hello, it's Leah with you on a brand new Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour. Every Sunday at seven o'clock, we're going to be tackling a variety of topics to do with mental health. And this evening, we're going to be talking all things back to school. So we're talking anxiety going back to school and everything surrounding that. So if it has been a bit of a week for you getting the kids back to school, stand by some fantastic tips from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support, who will be joining us every week uh, with their expert advice. We also continue with some great songs. Calvin Harris on the way and Christina Aguilera now. Jeannie in a bottle on MKFM. It's Christina Aguilera, Jeannie in a bottle on MKFM. Good evening. It's Leah with you on a brand new show on MKFM. Uh, every Sunday, we are going to be doing the MK Mental Health Hour at 7 o'clock with local organisation Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support here in Milton Keynes uh, to provide a bit of a safe space to discuss a variety of mental health topics as well as share expert practical advice for listeners. Now, every week we're going to be joined by John Manning, who is the founder of Arthur Ellis, as well as an expert in the topic we'll be discussing uh, that week. And this Sunday, uh, we're going to be discussing anxiety going back to school. Um, But before we get into that, John, welcome to the studio. Uh, Lovely to have you with us this evening. So you are the founder of Arthur Ellis. Uh, If people haven't heard about Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support here in Milton Keynes, can you give us a bit of an insight into uh, the work you do and and support you provide to the community? Yeah, so I I started Arthur Ellis a couple of years ago now. And um, I was experiencing a variety of issues and I have done since I was about six years old. Um, And accessing help wasn't a familiar concept to me. I tried a variety of times. Um, A few years ago, I I was finally diagnosed with something called bipolar, uh, which is a mood disorder. So I I find it difficult to to control my moods. And ultimately, I, I went to look at a variety of different mental health training, try and support myself and talk to my family, talk to my work. Um, and nothing really helped. So I started this organization to train people in practical ways in which they can recover, um, ways in which you can work with other people to prevent their relapse or help to prevent their relapse. And now we've been able to open up a one-to-one service um, of mentoring professionals so people who have got a mental health background to be able to support people in the local Milton Keynes community uh, one-on-one and that is for children who might not be able to access services and adults who might just need that extra bit of support. And you provide uh, support not only in schools but also in corporate situations um public and and third sector as well as these one-to-one mentoring as well yeah so we we train businesses now in not just in milton Keynes, but in 13 areas around the country so plenty of travel yeah which is good and bad in (laughs) equal measures but um but yeah we we work with big corporates um but also we work with smaller local organizations who want to be able to support the communities that they help uh, in in slightly different ways because with within charities within community organizations more than likely a lot of the people they support are experiencing some sort of mental health issue or, or having an impact on their mental health so we're helping local organizations with how they can support residents or any members of their community in a slightly different way. 
And the MK Mental Health Hour, I mean, we met a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, yeah, um, when the kind of quick. idea of, of the Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour came about. Um, how did it How did it start in your, in your mind? Because obviously you're doing fantastic work in the community, but this was something you wanted to share, um, you know, with a larger proportion of Milton Keynes. And, and this Mental Health Hour on MKFM is a great way of doing that. Well, well certainly, as well as after a lot of work to get the one-to-one service um, up and running seeing the the brilliant work that our lead mentor has done in terms of actually the the one-to-one support and the feedback that we're getting from people we wanted to now get into a position where we're expanding that and helping more people so um, Thomas Connolly estate agents got in touch and said you've got to meet Darren and and, and you Leah as well and um, and it was really to mental health hour is going to be about providing practical support, but not necessarily all the doom and gloom that comes with mental health. Yeah. It's let's flip it on its head, support recovery, embrace recovery and celebrate it so that there are practical and good things that come from it rather than all of the doom and gloom that is typically seen in. And actually, over the last few years, we have seen an increase in people talking a bit more about their mental health. And, you know, I see things trending on Twitter when people are sharing uh, their mental health stories. And and that's super important. And that's actually what we want to create here on MKFM every Sunday night at seven o'clock with yourselves. A bit of a safe space where we can have these discussions and, and chats about different topics, but also provide that expert kind of advice and practical tips for, for listeners to be able to take away from the hour. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that there, not that there's any point in sharing stories and, and talking about it, but without anything practical to then go away and do and, and the motivation to go and do it, it's it kind of just leaves you in that space, in that limbo yeah. period, rather than being able to have things that you can go away, do and begin to move yourself forward. So we want to provide those practical things and after... The discussion on the show uh, on Monday mornings will be releasing a guide that's downloadable on our website that people can then either use themselves to refer to or share with someone that they know that they think might be experienced in those sorts of things. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming up with this idea, for the fantastic work that you and, and, and the people that you work with do in Milton Keynes. Uh, it's, it's a very exciting thing for us here at MKFM. Mm. This is a totally different kind of feature than we've ever done, uh, but really important to be talking about uh, mental health. And this evening, um, we are going to be talking about anxiety going back to school, because I suppose this is the end of uh, probably quite a busy and hectic week for a lot of people people have Mm. gone back to work and school after the summer holidays Um, you've brought with you your lead mental health mentor Rita um, and we're going to be speaking to Rita in a couple of moments time uh, to find out more about anxiety going back to school it's on the way after Calvin Harris it's feel so close on MKFM sounding very nice for your Sunday evening it's Calvin Harris and feel so close on MKFM hello it's Leah with you on a brand new show to MKFM called the Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour we're doing this every Sunday from seven o'clock alongside local organisation Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. Uh, John is with us every single week, uh, joined by uh, an expert on the topic that we are going to be discussing. And tonight, John, we're talking about the anxiety going back to school. And I suppose very fitting this week because, of course, everybody went back to school. Um, and you work alongside some fantastic experts at Arthur Ellis. Who have you brought with you this evening? Brought Rita. She is our um, main mental health mentor. So she works with people on a one-to-one basis, um, 
background, a massive background with dealing with children, young people. So to be honest, in my opinion, I don't know if there's anyone better suited to cover this topic than Rita in Milton Keynes. Wow, what an introduction, Rita. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Yes, welcome uh, to the Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour. Uh, so Rita, give us a bit of an insight into your background then. I mean, John just alluded to the fact that you've got an incredible kind of background and wealth of knowledge and experience. Um, how did you come to work with Arthur, Arthur Ellis and what, what's your background? Um, how I came about to work with John, I think, is that I think he kind of like stalked me a little bit. I did stalk <laughs> you, yeah. Okay, and when the opportunity was right, um, I joined Arthur Ellis. So I've been with Arthur Ellis sort of like at the beginning of summer. Oh, okay. Um, and my background is that is is in psychology. I've um, and that's made up of sort of like forensics. I've worked in the prison service, and in the last thirteen years, I've been working in a local secondary school. Okay, so you, you've worked within within three different prisons, I'm, I'm just noting. Yeah. What was that like? What was your experience there? Oh, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was predominantly young offenders. Um, it was fantastic working with a variety of people who um, work so hard to, in, in many respects, to keep us safe because they're tackling um, offending behaviour. And within your 25-year working uh, background therapeutically um, in, in psychology, um, you have worked in many schools in Milton Keynes, so that's been the past 13 years, is it? I predominantly worked in one school, but it's been quite a large school in okay. the sense that it's also a sixth form. Okay, and, and what, what kind of things did you encounter in, in the schools? I, th I think the thing is, is that more and more we are seeing um, children and young people with mental health issues. Um, my experience is that anxiety seems to be the biggest one. And that manifests in many different ways. Um, and we see children kind of like outwardly being angry. Right. But underneath it, it is anxiety. We also see children and young people self-harming. But the driving emotion is anxiety. And you would say there's been an increase of self-harming? Absolutely. Certainly in my caseload at the school, 60% of the children and young people that I was seeing were self-harmers. Gosh. And why, why do you think that is? I think there's lots of things going on at the moment. You know, we're a different society. Um, back when I was at school, if I had a problem with a friend, I'd go home, spend the evening with my family, sleep over it, and the next morning it wasn't an issue. Nowadays, I can get onto my phone, I can go onto Facebook all sorts of social media, and I can carry on that rant. So there's not really the, the escape, is there, anymore? I mean, people are, like you say, carrying their phones and tablets, and, you know, you're constantly being bombarded with different things. There's not really an escape, like you said. You, you might have before gone home, and you could put that to bed, and you deal with it the next day, whereas now it's, it's kind of it's abundantly everywhere. Absolutely, and I think the other added issue is, is the group chats. Because right. everybody then just jumps into a chat and have an opinion about something. Mm. Very interesting, very interesting. So what are we covering today then? We're, we're covering um, anxiety going back to school, aren't we? Yeah. So we're going to be understanding a little bit more about anxiety um, and what could cause it with Rita and John from Arthur Ellis right after this. The MK Mental Health Hour with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. 
It's the sound of Ashanti and rock with you on MKFM. Good evening. It's Leah with you on the brand new Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour uh, this evening, joined by John from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support and Rita, who is the lead mental health mentor. Now, this evening, John, we're talking all about anxiety going back to school. Um, so really, I guess we should start with the basics of what anxiety is when we're talking about anxiety. What are we referring to? Yeah, well, anxiety, it's kind of a common misconception or through massive awareness campaigns and all of the media stuff around mental health, anxiety is seen as this illness. But anxiety is an emotion that everybody has, which is extremely normal to experience. Um, but there are points in which anxiety gets, what that anxiety gets to, that it starts needing a little bit of a hand if you don't have those strategies in place. So anxiety is basically that feeling of nervousness or worry if we begin or if we're confronted with a situation that we don't know what the outcome is. So if we are going to school, for example, there is a huge amount of different unknowns around that. Um, and Rita and I discussed before the show that there are new teachers, there's new friends that you might not have seen. New subjects. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the school has changed, the layout has changed, classes are in different places. So all these can be anxiety provoking. And we also got to remember that there's going to be a lot of year sixes transitioning to year sevens, going into bigger schools, uh, you know, with the older kids. And there's going to be little ones and there's going to be big ones all in the same place. And that's a big jump, isn't it, I suppose? That's, that's a there's huge so thing. I can Absolutely. remember even, it was a long time ago, but yeah. I do remember having that same anxious feeling. And I suppose it's, it's trying to identify when it's kind of normal to have those anxious feelings, because yeah. I guess everybody must experience some form of anxiety. Everyone does. And that's what's, I think that's where we need to kind of address it is because it's not something that should be ashamed of no everyone's going to get nervous because day to day as adults we come across all of this these different things that we don't know is going to happen i mean look at us here this evening how we were all <laughs> saying we're a bit nervous it's a new show we feel a bit of a responsibility because we want to, to make sure we're doing the right thing by the community and signposting people to the right places anxiety is a normal feeling um, but i suppose it's important to understand when those anxious feelings might become a concern so so at what stage would you say it's a bit concerning rita that those anxiety kind of emotions take over well, we've got to remember that we get anxious about things that are important to us. Otherwise, we wouldn't bother about it and it wouldn't cause us any concern. And it's normal to feel nervous and anxious about an exam, for example. Okay. However, where it is a problem where it's actually affecting everyday functioning. So when you've got children who are persistently refusing to go to school. And again, like I've said before, sometimes... You see that anxiety outward, so you might have children and young people who are always getting detentions, getting into trouble, getting angry, walking out of the class, ripping their work to shreds. All these things are signs that sort of like teachers can look out for, but also parents can look out for. You know, are they withdrawn? Are they staying in the bedroom a bit longer? Are they not interacting or not talking about things like they're used to? Have they stopped hobbies that they were once interested in? All these are kind of like giving us sort of like clues that something's not actually right here. They're just warning signs to kind of look Absolutely. out for. Are there any other of those signs that, that people should be looking out for? Especially, I think it's really important if friend circles have changed, okay? And uh, I think parents are really good at kind of like 
homing in and thinking about, oh, are these friends kind of like the right friends? Yeah. You know, always go with your gut instinct. There's something telling you there. And I think it's important to kind of like investigate that. With year 11, it's going to be an anxious year. It's their important year. We've got those big exams at the end. You know, all sorts of things are going to be happening in the school, like mock exams, um, extra lessons, exam revision. These are all anxiety-provoking. So that in itself is going to be something that's going to have an impact on everyday functioning. I suppose they're kind of uncertain times. Sorry, John. I was, no. They're kind of, kind of uncertain outcomes, aren't they, of, of what they're going to encounter. It's that uncertainty feeling which can uh, often kind of take over. And I think that I think to plan everything to the nth degree so that there aren't those uncertain yeah. outcomes is unrealistic. Mm. So at the same time, I think you need to be unrealistic unre- with that year. And with teachers as well being under so much pressure, um, in my opinion, an, an unfair amount of pressure, um, they are also pushing within their constraints of what they need to be achieving for the children. Mm. And I think at the moment there's such this emphasis on children performing that it's having a knock-on effect to how the, the children are dealing with these situations and ultimately having a detrimental effect to their performance in school, behaviourally. And all of these things that we've listed are often seen as behavioural issues. But actually, if you dig deeper, it could be solved by some basic um, therapeutic support okay well we're actually going to touch on that and how we can support our children if you think that you this is all sounding a little bit familiar and you know somebody that is a little bit anxious uh we're going to be discussing that after michael gray now this is the weekend on mkfm michael gray and the weekend hello it's leah with you on the mk mental health hour on mkfm uh, joined by john who is the founder of arthur ellis mental health support and rita who is the lead mental health mentor there as well we're talking about anxiety going back to school um and one of the reasons actually John that we started the mental health hour and and placing it on a Sunday evening is that a lot of the time people get a little bit of an anxious feeling on a Sunday night don't they yeah they can do yeah what's coming during the week it's those uncertain outcomes again of I've got so much going on or got things that are coming up I don't know what's going to happen and going back to school tomorrow uh, one of the things we want to talk about now is how we can support our children if we think they're feeling a little bit anxious so um, I guess this is for parents that might be listening but also for teachers as well yeah absolutely so Arthur Ellis our, our entire philosophy is to help people become independent from illness that's our little hashtag our little tagline and that's the reason why we want to provide some practical advice so that people can take that on board, build it into their days, build it into their lives and begin to practically support people individually rather than needing that support that might not be accessible. And they can do things in the meantime if they are on a waiting list for some help. So we wanted to really cover what parents, what teachers can do if they do spot uh, the different issues within our children or, or maybe even within themselves that Uh, we may start to notice going back to school. So maybe if you've been listening so far and you've heard kind of the signs to look out for with anxiety, um, if people are kind of relating to that, Rita, what is the best way of supporting their child uh, if they think that they are anxious? Well, we have to remember, and I always say this to parents, that you are the expert in your child. You know your child the best. It's really important to listen. And don't just listen to the words that they're saying. Listen to the context of what's being said. Listen to the nonverbal behavior. You know, what's going on? What are they saying? Because sometimes children and young people say something, but they're actually meaning something else. 
also find opportunities to have that conversation if you are worried about something because not all young people and children are good at expressing themselves and putting things into word mm. so you've got to have a look at find the snippets of opportunities where you might be with them at the dinner table or or standing in line to go to the cinema where you could ask them something about you know how's your day been what's school been like you're struggling with your maths homework. What, what's going on? I haven't seen you playing with Tommy anymore. What's going on? And I mean, that's all really helpful advice. But I suppose a lot of parents might be sitting thinking, I, I don't, it sounds easy, but actually, how do you broach that topic? How, how do you actually get into that conversation? What, what would you suggest there? So, yeah, so look at, find those golden nuggets, okay? Um, For some other people, it does mean that, come on, we need to sit down and have a chat because I have noticed something. And I think it's really important to always approach um, a child or young person with saying how you feel. So looking like, you know, it's in a nice statement rather than saying that I've noticed you're this and you've not done this and you're, you know, complaining about this. News I statements, put it back to yourself. Because I think it's really important to understand that even though what's worrying and concerning them is not a big issue for you, but it is a big issue for them. That's why they're worried and anxious about it. One thing that we've we've noticed a couple of things doing and running our one-to-one sessions is that um, quite a lot of the time parents won't necessarily know how to just kick that conversation off and one of the things or amazing things that Rita and the mentors do within sessions is using different resources so we have in our office we're really lucky to have um, like whiteboard walls where children can draw um, use different felt tips and stuff and then Rita and and the mentors have a variety of resources toys and um I can't remember what they're called they're like the really fancy patterns that you can color in so it's like little uh, patterns that they're just coloring patterns actually and it's wonderful because you know if you give that to a child or young person so while they're busy thinking about just drawing you can start talking to them and they find that they open up and have conversations and that's such a simple technique so it's a bit of a distraction of the mind almost that they'll open up if they're busy doing something I often find if if I'm trying to talk to uh, my partner about something I'll say let's go for a walk because it's a similar thing where we'll go for a walk and then all of a sudden you find that you're talking about something that if you were maybe sat down at a table and it was all a bit serious you'd find it a bit difficult and it's it's funny because we were saying the anxiety of talking about anxiety is definitely there isn't it yeah yeah and in in our training we have specific uh, training that covers anxiety so not necessarily the psychological tools about what you can do yourself if you're experiencing this but also from a, a managerial perspective in companies, or we, we also do the training with teachers, it's how to actually have that conversation. So how to begin to sit down about it or go for a walk, think about the setting. Um, and it's just really practical to, to actually know, okay, this is our environment that we work in. Yeah. This is going to be the best way in, in order to actually have that chat. Absolutely. So what other tips would you share then, Rita? Um what I'd like to add to that is that you've got to remember your timing. You know, you don't mm. want to be asking that yeah, question yeah. when they're just about to go to school. Okay, so think about your timing when you actually do approach the subject. There are other tips as well. I think always focus on positives. Okay, I don't think we focus enough on positives as a society. We're all so quick at picking up all the negatives. There's so many good things that are going on. So try and focus on the positive. Try and find those positives for your child um, and flourish them. I think it's also a good idea to model 
okay because children and young people listen to us and mimic what we do as adults all the time mm. they're always watching us and we kind of like provide them with a kind of model of how to deal with life and how to deal with people so if you're kind of like worried about them going to school starting a new school and you're anxious try to model a really good way of how to handle that or try not to show it to them because all you're doing is actually passing that on to them aren't you really so and even if you're kind of like dealing with something at home you know show that a really good positive way of handling it being nice and calm thinking about all the positives working out you know what would be a good solution a bad solution talking about it and those kind of things actually teach our children young people how to kind of like address life fantastic well they're all really really useful tips that you're sharing uh, Rita and John uh, as we said at the beginning of this interview we're going to make sure that we have uh, a bit of a, a brief of everything that we run through and all of these helpful tips that's going to be available via our website over to your website for people yeah. to download and and keep to hand um, and also this interview is going to be podcasted over on our website which is mkfm.com we're going to continue the discussion after jennifer lopez love don't cost a thing which is on the way right after this the mk mental health hour with arthur ellis mental health support Jennifer Lopez, Love Don't Cost a Thing, on the MK Mental Health Hour for Sunday evening. Hello, it's Leah with you, joined by John from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support and Rita, who is the lead mental health mentor, talking all about anxiety going back to school. Uh, Now, we've just heard some really helpful tips um, that hopefully will provide a lot of people some support across Milton Keynes with any of that kind of low-level cases of anxiety. Uh, But John, if that persists, there are some further guidelines uh, to help with that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So the guidelines are set by the National Institute of Care and Health Excellence. That's NICE for short. Right. Um, Which is basically any mental health practitioner, whether they work with children or adults, they kind of base all of their treatments off of those principles or those guidelines. So there are certain things that can help, but there are also things that NICE don't recommend that are specifically for... Um, treating anxiety in young people so you need to have kind of that knowledge um, and that understanding of what can be helpful but also what can't be helpful. So it's good to understand the the, the ones that can be helpful obviously and to acknowledge the ones that maybe um, aren't recommended. Um, so can you talk us through some of those Rita? Well what NICE says is that you know when you get to that point that you do need that intensive intervention is Anxiety is not the only thing that's going to be a concern because anxiety also kind of like runs uh, alongside something like depression. And there may be some trauma as well. So that's kind of like produced its own anxiety and depression. So it's always going to be kind of like several things going on at the same time. And what NICE recommends is that cognitive behavioural therapy, and it is the one that's most researched and has really good evidence-based sort of recommendations and has been shown to be quite effective so cbt for short so what is being offered to uh, children and young people is either one-to-one or group work uh, one-to-one will probably be about eight to twelve sessions lasting about 45 minutes each group work tends to be with other children with similar issues probably similar age group as well and 
they could do about probably about eight to 12 group sessions, 90 minutes each. And all these sessions will focus on things like, you know, psychoeducational stuff, which is kind of like raising awareness and understanding about yourself, your reactions, the way you think about things. And then also sort of like social school training to sort of like help you how to deal with those interpersonal conflicts and situations. And we hear a lot about mindfulness as well, especially in schools, them introducing mindfulness. Is that something that's recommended with anxiety? Well, what NICE recommends is that mindfulness isn't helpful. Okay. And some of that could be, I, I guess, is about it's the fact that you're having to go back into your mind. And, you know, when you've got a head full of sort of anxious thoughts, is that really the right thing? With my condition, anxiety being an emotion that we all have gets heightened depending on my mood. So I have never been able to really do mindfulness right. just purely because if I sit there and give it a go just the mind if you're in an anxious state uh, you're overthinking all of these different Mm. uncertain outcomes or situations and you're sitting in that overthinking space and and it's just it's actually kind of it feels detrimental it's not something that can be helpful so it's it's advised by nice to kind of steer away from those kind of things okay and is there anything else that we should kind of stay away from or also maybe think about? Yeah, I mean, NICE also doesn't recommend medication for children right. and young people. And that's understandable, you know. Um, medications have all sorts of side effects, from my opinion. And they are young, they're still growing. And there are so many other options that you can try before you get to that stage. Okay, well, we're going to explore some of those other options after we hear from Taylor Swift now. This is You Need to Calm Down on MKFM. It's Sunday evening on the MK Mental Health Hour. Taylor Swift and You Need to Calm Down on MKFM. Good evening, it's Leah in on the MK Mental Health Hour. And uh, John and Rita, it's been absolutely fascinating hearing from you at Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. So many fantastic tips. Um, And if people are listening to this interview and they're thinking, you know what, I can really relate to what you've been discussing, um, where is the best place for them to go, John? They can certainly head over to our website. So our one-to-one service is now up and running for the people of Milton Keynes. That's children and adults from the age eight and above. So we have uh, everything from our shows is going to be published as guides, practical guides on our site. Um, but then also we have a self-referral form that parents can just send us, uh, fill out online, send them through to us and at the moment, we have a two-day turnaround for appointments. Wow. Um, so we're able to, to support that person very, very quickly. Fantastic. And we'll make sure that we've got all of those mental health guides um, on our website, which is mkfm.com. We'll also be podcasting this interview if you missed the beginning part of it, or maybe you want to download it and share it with somebody that you think it might be useful to. Uh, everything will be over at mkfm.com. Uh, so next week, John, we are talking... Suicide. Suicide. Big subject. Big subject. So uh, we're going to be discussing that. This is the brand new Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour on MKFM with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support, sponsored by Thomas Connolly. And uh, we will be back next Sunday from seven o'clock. Thank you so much, John. Thank Thank you very much, Rita. Really fantastic to to kick off this show. And uh, as you said, yeah, hopefully it does help people. Thank you very much. The MK Mental Health Hour, in partnership with Thomas Connolly Estate Agents.